Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, June 5th, and we start with local news. Columbia Fire and Rescue is partnering with General Motors to provide up-to-date safety measures for drivers, this time by focusing on electric and hybrid vehicle fires and how to handle them. Later this month, Columbia City Council will vote to accept a donation from the automobile manufacturer of five specialized containment blankets to be used in the event of an electric vehicle fire. Fire Chief Ty Cobb said these blankets will provide a great addition to the department because an electric fire is something that is not friendly to water. It's pretty simple, but it can be pretty challenging. These are basically blankets used to put over electrical vehicles, battery cell type fires, Cobb said. If there is a fire, they use these blankets to cover it. Usually when it is fully involved or 50% involved, firefighters will use these aggressively to just cover it and smother it, he said. Chief Cobb added that the blankets will be stored at Columbia Fire Station 5, located near the GM plant and Altium Battery Electric Battery Facility. This will provide training in close proximity where electric vehicles are being built and manufactured. The approximate value of the blankets is about $7,250. Vice Mayor Randy McBroom asked, given these blankets will only be at one station, What would happen when there is an electrical vehicle fire across town, and what is the likelihood of a quick response? Chief Cobb said his department is looking into building better response times, and that one day he hopes each station could have this equipment at the ready. For now, the first step is training his firefighters on how to properly use them. We plan on adding more, so you'll probably see another donation down the road. We're just not going to put them on the trucks until everyone is properly trained, Chief Cobb said. Third-grade students in Murray County Public Schools are, were awaiting the results of a second try at the state's TCAP test to see if they will need to attend summer school and or have tutoring in the upcoming school year to avoid being retained. Murray County Public Schools had previously announced that eligible students could retake the state's TCAP test. Parents were notified last week if their child would need to retake the test or attend a summer reading camp. The state's testing window until June 5th today... Um, and Murray County Public Schools is supposed to begin its summer program also today, June 5th. The retest opportunity was part of the state's new third-grade retention law, which mandates that students who do not score as meets or exceeds expectations on the English-language arts portion of the test will not be allowed to be promoted to the fourth grade. There are a number of exceptions to the rule for students with disabilities, students who have previously been retained, and students with English as a second language. Students can also take a summer reading bridge camp where they must have 90% attendance and maintain a state-funded tutor during fourth grade to advance. Students can also retake the TCAP test in advance. Murray County Public Schools received its initial test data on Friday, May 19th, in which roughly 63% of third graders failed to meet the required score, with 37.5% of Murray County Public Public School third graders scoring approaching expectations and 29 point, I'm sorry, 25.9% scoring below expectations. Murray County Public Schools scored 27.4% of third graders meet expectations and just 9.1% scored as exceeds expectations. 
The Tennessee Department of Education announced that retest results would be available within 48 hours. Murray County Public Schools Communications Director Jack Cobb stated that the window for retakes has not closed. However, our current data shows a 12% pass rate of our students that have taken the retake thus far. Parents of students who have achieved the performance level of approaching on the ELA portion of the TCAP can file an appeal to the State Board of Education, according to information on the school district's website. Appeals may be filed if the student received a score above the 40th percentile on their spring universal reading screener, or if there was a catastrophic situation which occurred during the days leading up to the TCAP test that impacted the third grade student's ability to perform on the test or the retake. It's not every festival that you come home with knowledge to develop a sustainable life for yourself and your family while creating lasting memories on a scenic farm in the country. This is at the heart of Rory Feek's Homestead Festival, which returned for its second year this past weekend. The event featured two days of lectures, demonstrations, more than 200 vendors, and of course, each night was capped off with live music on the main stage. On Feek's 100-acre farm, adults and children were able to plant seeds, see how honey is harvested, shear sheep, or milk a cow, just to name a few interactive activities at the festival. A 12-foot-long cabin was even raised the old-fashioned way, built by hand using wooden pegs. Homestead Festival organizers worked hard by baling hay, gathering livestock, clearing the fields to set up tents, stages, and the final preparations for another successful year following 2022's inaugural event, which featured Oscar-winning actor Kevin Costner and his band Modern West. Feek said one of the biggest surprises for the festival's first year was the lasting impact it seemed to have on many attendees, because Homestead isn't your typical festival, he says, but one that is geared to inspire a better life in food, education, and living off of one's own land, or the quintessential Homesteading 101 event. We were all surprised at how such a big undertaking last year was, but also how beautiful and special it was, Feek said. We were all just in awe of with how it happened and what's become of this idea that we had, he said. While last year's festival was a success, Feek said he wanted to take somewhat of a different approach this year, focusing more on the education aspect. New features for kids or little homesteaders were added and bringing things full circle in regard to the development of his farm. Vendors taught interested festival goers what they know about farming techniques and artisan goods and food from acclaimed homesteaders like Joel Salatin, the most famous farmer in America and creator of the documentary Food, Inc., to Jill Winger, who taught onlookers how to grow their own food. Chicken ninja Justin Rhodes was also on hand to show best practices in poultry. It's been really exciting this year because we were able to learn from last last year, making some changes, shoot for the moon in certain ways, and also we're doing a better job of taking care of our speakers and everybody else that came this year, Feek said. It's been really, really good. If there's one thing to describe all the experiences at the Homestead Festival, it's the variety of things to do for all ages. This included taking in a lecture on home gardening, woodworking, or creating sustainable living loading up the kids on a hayride around the farm, or simply wandering about and discovering something new. In addition to two days of education seminars, demonstrations, and live music, the Homestead Festival featured nearly 200 vendors, which included about a dozen food trucks, which organizer Rachel Greenwood said is more than double compared to last year. 
We've got things like wood turners, leather workers, ceramics, and tie-dye. We've got lots of merch and farm-oriented things, but also fun stuff like jewelry and handmade items, Greenwood said. The kids' zone featured a bounce house, a petting zoo, as well as a giant corn pit to jump and play in. How often do you get to come somewhere where you can go from a petting zoo to helping shear sheep, helping milk a cow, processing chickens or pigs, building a timber frame, or keeping bees? Fake asked. We've even got an area where kids can plant things. Our kids get to do this all the time, but this is more like one weekend a year when what we do at our school gets real big, and it's for children of all ages, even up to my age and older, he said. Another new feature included the opportunity to see a 12-foot-by-6-foot log cabin being raised the old-fashioned way, being built by hand using mortise and tenon joints. A new free-to-download Homestead Festival app featured things like a detailed daily schedule, information on featured performers, a festival map, and vendor information. At the end of each night, Feek hosted an evening of live music on the main stage featuring artists he personally curated for the festival. This year's lineup featured performances by Colin Ray, Craig Campbell, Paul Overstreet, and the Malthus Brothers. A second side stage for live music was set up near the Hardison Mill Schoolhouse. Feek said he's excited for this year's music lineup, not only because he got to share the stage with good friends and tell stories, but because of a tie-in to the history of the farm itself. In late 1999, Feek was getting his start as a songwriter when he sold his very first song, Someone You Used to Know, which was recorded by Colin Ray, which went to the top of the charts. After receiving royalties for his first number one hit, Feek decided to purchase a place of his own, eventually discovering his now sprawling Hardison Mill farm. The farm, the festival, and Feek's career as an artist can be tied back to that first song, which he closed the festival with on Saturday night, bringing everything full circle. The Columbia Central Lions football program is hosting a youth football camp on Saturday, June 10th for age, kids ages 5 to 12. The University of Tennessee will send football players, and one cheerleader will be coming to help all the coaches with the camp. The cost of the camp is $50 and will take place at Eva Gilbert Park, located at 120 Cord Drive in Columbia. Registration will take place on the 10th from 9 to 10 a.m. The camp will last from 10 to 12 and will feature skills and agility training. There are 150 spots reserved for football players ages 5 to 12 and 50 spots reserved for cheerleaders ages 5 to 12. From noon to 1, kids will get to have autographs signed by UT players Dane Davis, Squirrel White, and Austin Lewis as well as cheerleader Willow Martinez. From 1 to 4, there will be a family fun day with food, a dunk tank, and a water slide. For more information, you can visit www.cyaalions.com. The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce is excited to announce its highly anticipated annual extravaganza, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union. The family-friendly free event will take place on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Summit High School. Featuring over 100 vendors offering a diverse range of products and services, Experience Spring Hill The Event will showcase the vibrant community of Spring Hill in one convenient location. The event will also offer a plethora of activities to delight all ages, including a touch-a-truck display, an exhilarating bounce house, an engaging golf simulator, an exciting video gaming area, an immersive virtual reality station, lively dance dis demonstrations from local studios, appearance by beloved famous characters, and a medley of entertaining games with prizes. Furthermore, the City of Spring Hills Library, 
parks, police, fire, and administrative services will be present, providing valuable community information on site. Rebecca Melton, the executive director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, expressed her enthusiasm for the return of the annual Eat, Shop, and Play event. She stated, Our organization's mission is to positively influence the business culture to create a better Spring Hill, and this event allows us to showcase the many local businesses and organizations that embody our mission. Bringing together representatives from the Spring Hill Welcome Center, Visit Franklin, Experience Murray, Visit Columbia, and South Central Tennessee Tourism Association under one roof, a new attraction at the event will be a Tennessee Travels exhibit area, featuring the very best in the locals area's local tourism, attractions, hidden gems, and adventures. We are thrilled to be the presenting sponsor of Experience Spring Hill, the event once again this year said Chris Wagner of Liberty Federal Credit Union in Spring Hill. Participating in this event allows us to connect with and wholeheartedly support the Spring Hill community in a meaningful and impactful way, he said. For further information about the event, please visit the official website at www.experiencespringhill.com forward slash experience dash spring dash hill dash event. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the month of June. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We are thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting virtual information sessions said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must meet one of the following or some of the following requirements, maybe all of the following requirements. You shouldn't have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree. You should have a Tennessee have been a Tennessee resident for at least one year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and you must attend at least part time, meaning six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. The next information session will take place this evening, June 5th, from 6 to 7 p.m. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Herschel Todd Curry. 59, self-employed carpenter, craftsman, and resident of Columbia, died Wednesday, May 31st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Curry will be conducted on Monday at 6 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 4 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mr. Madison Alonzo Dodson former longtime resident of South High Street in Columbia, died at the age of 93 on Saturday, June 3rd at Morning Point. Funeral services will be conducted on Wednesday, June 7th at 11 a.m. at First United Methodist Church. Burial will follow in Santa Fe Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. at the church. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. 
serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a stray shower or a thunderstorm possible. The high will be around 90 degrees with light and variable winds. Tonight, we can expect some clouds and a low of 61 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Nashville Democratic State Representative Bill Beck died on Sunday at the age of 61. WKRN in Nashville first reported Beck's death. The cause of his death is not yet known. Beck was elected to the Tennessee General Assembly in 2014 and was currently serving on the House Ethics, Civil Justice, Transportation, and State Government Committees. He became known among Democrats and Republicans as a genial colleague, easy to work with, and easy to joke with. Carson Bill Beck was a native of Nashville. He graduated from University of School University of Nashville School of Law, Belmont University, uh, before opening a law practice with his mother, Martha Lou Cone Beck. He was active in the Madison community and served as a board member for organizations including the Kiwanis Club of Madison and Madison Rivergate Chamber of Commerce. House Speaker Cameron Sexton tweeted. We're incredibly saddened to hear that our colleague, Representative Bill Beck, was, has unexpectedly passed away. Bill was a dedicated servant and powerful voice for the city of Nashville, a husband, father, and friend to everyone in the General Assembly, he said. In a statement, Democratic Caucus Chair John Ray Clemens of Nashville said, Our caucus is a family. Today we lost a brother, and we are devastated. Our hearts go out to Pam, Meredith, and Bill's entire family, Bill and I entered the legislature together, and it was a true honor to serve with and learn from him. He was a source of advice, inspiration, and much-needed levity for me and many others at the most crucial moments. Everyone privileged enough to ever cross Bill's path knows what a special person and caring individual he was. He truly had a public servant's heart and the most memorable laugh. I will miss my dear friend and colleague. Please join us as we lift the Beck family up in prayer, he wrote. Nashville Mayor John Cooper tweeted, Bill Beck was a constant, charming, and kind presence. He brightened every room with his grace and wit, and he made politics better for us all. Bill was a true friend, and we will miss him every day. 
Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is rallying Republican voters as the 2024 election cycle kicks off ahead of what she said will be a pivotal year in our country. Blackburn spoke to dozens of members of the Republican women of Williamson County at their monthly luncheon in Franklin, which included other guests such as Tennessee State Senator Jack Johnson. You can't make this kind of crazy up, Blackburn told the crowd. Every single day in Washington, D.C., it is a fight to defend faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity, and it is a pushback against Joe Biden's policies and Senator Chuck Schumer and what they're trying to do. I just look at what they're trying to take... I just look at what they're trying to take the country, where they're trying to take the country, and it is frightening to me, she said. Blackburn specifically cited immigration and border security, reiterating her calls for the completion of a physical wall on the U.S. southern border with Mexico, something that was declared focused by former President Donald Trump, although his, his administration never completed it. Blackburn said that the Biden administration continues to try to find new ways to make illegal legal in reference to immigrants and refugees, while allegedly ignoring the ongoing fentanyl and opioid crisis and cartel operations and violence. Blackburn alleged that the Biden administration is not interested in stopping terrorists from entering this country, while in the same breath stating that an Afghani national who is listed on the U.S. terrorist watch list was recently arrested crossing into the U.S. from Mexico. The U.S. Customs and Border Patrol is a federal law enforcement agency. Blackburn also criticized Biden's recent authorization of the deployment of some 1,500 U.S. troops to the border who are taking on administrative support roles and not combat or law enforcement roles. While she characterized the troops' jobs of processing paperwork as antithetical to securing the border, the processing of immigrants is a necessary step in determining if someone meets the legal requirement for asylum and eventually either accepting someone into their country or deporting them all part of the federal government's national security efforts. The day after Blackburn's remarks, Governor Bill Lee authorized the deployment of 100 Tennessee National Guardsmen to the border, where they will specifically support security efforts by patrolling and providing additional security presence along the border, assisting road and route clearance, barrier placement and debris removal, and staffing outpost operations. On May 22nd, Blackbird's Tennessee colleague, U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty, led a roundtable discussion in Nashville with former acting director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Tom Homan, and various state and local law enforcement and government officials discussing border security. Blackburn also criticized the impact of the Green New Deal proposed environmental legislation which has never been passed by the U.S. Senate or signed into law, as well as inflation and the national debt the latter of which appears to have been addressed with a recent bipartisan deal brokered between Biden and Republican Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Blackburn called Biden weak and compromised with regards to Russia, China, and other adversarial nations, and reiterated many familiar culture war issues that have been evaluated by right-wing media. The only way to save this country is to do something about it, Blackburn said. We, the people, have to be the people and get to work, she said. The Great Tennessee Air Show returns to Smyrna and Rutherford County Airport on June 10th and June 11th with the first female pilot of the Navy Blue Angels fighter jet joining the event. The Smyrna Airport, once Stewart Air Force Base, has been hosting air shows since the 1970s. 
The precedent-breaking pilot is Navy Lieutenant Amanda Lee from Moundsview, Minnesota. Lee enlisted in the Navy as an aviation electronic technician. She joined the six-person Blue Angels fighter jet demonstration squad in September of 2022 and has more than 1,400 hours and more than 225 carrier landings since then. Lee, who uses the call sign Stalin, made her historic Blue Angels debut as the left-wing pilot in the number 3 jet last March. She is currently assigned to the Gladiators of Strike Fighter Squadron VFA-106 and recently completed a deployment aboard the USS Harry S. Truman. Other female pilots have worked with the Blue Angels team, which is more than 50 years old, including Marine Major Katie Higgins, who flew the Team C-130 Fat Albert transport plane for three years, beginning in 2014. Lee is the first female to serve as a fighter jet demonstration pilot. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. You can now beat the heat and bring your entire family to the Splash Pad at Fisher Park. The Splash Pad is now officially open for the summer after being repaired. Repairs were completed earlier than expected in the city of Spring Hill. Normal hours of operation are 10 to 7 p.m. daily. The Splash Pad is free. The address is 4285 Port Royal Road in Spring Hill. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.